It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, it's already been a great morning, and um, I've got even greater things yet to come for you. We are continuing in our study of Joshua, and we've come to this point in chapters 15 through 19 where they're distributing the land to the different tribes. And so I thought I could read just four chapters to you this morning. But that would be incredibly boring, and you would fall out. So I went a step further. I, I went way further than that. I decided that I would bring somebody all the way from the Holy Land who could tell you about these tribes, about this land, how it was divided, someone who lives there today and has walked the feet in the footsteps of Jesus and can bring this to life for you. Don't you think that would be better than you just sitting back listening to me read to you? I think it would. So, Sam, if you would come up. This is my friend Sam. He has been our guide when we've taken trips to the Holy Land. And Sam is, is just a fabulous man of God. He is a Christian, which is a rarity in the Holy Land. He has uh, left his wife and two children to be with you all this morning. Isn't that incredible? Um, so we're thankful for you, Sam. <laughs> Thank you. We're excited to hear what you have to share, and I'm just thankful that you're covering these chapters and I don't have to. <laughs> okay. so thanks. Bless I'll you. I'll try my best. Uh, Shlomo Brijo, that's uh, in Aramaic, Shalom, peace be with you. That's the word that our Lord used to greet his disciples and everyone else anytime he used to see them. Shlomo Brijo, like peace be with you. So good morning. <laughs> I am so blessed to be among you. And thank you, Brother Scott, for inviting me and hosting me here in your beautiful country. It's so beautiful. Sometimes I am, uh, I'm wondering why God didn't send his only son here. To <laughs> Imagine this will be the Holy Land with all these beautiful trees and nature and rivers. You are really blessed to have such a country. God bless America. So, guys, I am... My name is Sam Makarios. Um, I was uh, born and raised in the old city of Jerusalem. And uh, I lived almost all my life there. Uh, I studied archaeology and history, uh, Bible as well. And I started to work as a tour guide <clears throat> like 23 years ago. So this is the only thing I know how to, what to do. I mean, just to talk to people, to share my faith, actually, with all the pilgrims that used to come to the Holy Land. Well, I was touched by the Lord during my studies to be a guide, and since then, uh, I decided, like, guiding is not going to be just a work for me, a job, but it's going to be something more than that, something that I can share my faith, my country, and I can be a good ambassador for all the people who used to come from all over the world and to see uh, what, I mean, uh, what others, what the early disciples, what Joshua, what the tribe saw at that time. So every Christian, I believe, should go to Jerusalem. Well, Scott told me I have limited time. I don't want you to miss your breakfast tomorrow. So <laughs> uh, I, will, I will try actually to tell you a little bit about the land. We'll talk about Joshua, and we will put... Joshua, the tribes, the division of the land, with also the New Testament with the Lord. So, uh, you told me there's a laser, something? Oh, here. Okay, thank you. So, uh, this is a map, shows you, you know, the tribes after they enter the promised land, and how Joshua, you know, divided the 
land between the 12 tribes. You know that Joshua uh, was with Moses. I don't want to go in details. They lost 40 years in the desert. Moses died, and then Joshua uh, took over, and he had all this responsibility to lead the Israelites to the promised land, the land that God promised the Jews, promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that this will be for you and for your generation. So Moses died on Mount Nebo, which is here, where is Reuben. So there is a mountain here on the east side of the Dead Sea, in the Jordanian side. This is the Jordan River, starts from the Golan Heights, comes all the way to the Sea of Galilee, runs all the way through the Jordan Valley, and finished at the Dead Sea. So today, this is the border between Israel and Jordan. So we do have two tribes and a half. They are where in Jordan? Reuben, Gad, and Minashe. You see part of the Minashe as well. Minashe is half in Israel and half in Jordan. But of course, that was, there was no Jordan at that time. So when we talk Jordan, so you can understand that Mount Nebo, where Moses died, is in Jordan. So Joshua actually looked where he can go down to the promised land. So he went down from, this is the end of the sea for them, because they were coming from the south. They were coming from the desert. They were wandering here in the desert for 40 years, and then they went up to Jordan to the Moabites and the Ammonites, and then Moses died here, but they know that this is the promised land, not this one, not to the right, but to the left. So how they can go? Actually, they, they, uh, they realized that there is a sea here. So he went down, and there was a little river here. We call it the Jordan River. They put six stones, and then all the Israelites walked, and the water was split, and they could enter the promised land. That's about 1250 B.C., 1250 B.C. After 1250 B.C., guess what? Jesus was baptized in the same spot where Joshua crossed. But that time, not the river was split, but heaven was split. And a voice came down saying, this is my beloved son. So Joshua brought the Ark of Covenant, but Jesus is the new covenant. So you see, like, everything is connected to each other. Jesus there is just to prove and to confirm everything was written about him, the prophecies. Even till the time of Jesus and after Joshua, let me go just a little bit to Joshua back. Joshua crossed the river and then they destroyed Jericho. You know, like they just walked around Jericho with the shofars and so on seven times. And then they went to Ai and there was a place in Gilgal, which is in the Benjaminites, in, in, the, in the area of Benjamin, a place of Gilgal. And he divided the land. It was like a lottery. And very funny how Dan, when they picked their part, they finish with the Philistines here. Can you see the word Philistines here? The Palestinians or the Philistines in the old days. And Dan was exactly on the border. And they said, no way. We are not going actually to be there by ourselves. So we should actually look for another place. And they went all the way up. Can you see Dan here again? That is Dan. So they went all the way up and they found a little town, Lachish, and they actually destroyed that town, and then they settled there. So the land, at the time of Joshua and at the time of David, it was from where? It was from Dan to Beersheba. That is the border of the kingdom of David. 
That is the border of the tribes in the old days, from Dan to Beersheba. And guess what? Today we are in 2021. Where are the borders of Israel? From Dan to Beersheba. Again, the same land, the same territories, the same borders. Because if you go today to Gan, you will be where? You will be in the Golan Heights. And you will be exactly on the border with Lebanese. This is Lebanon. The line here, this is Lebanon, and this is Syria. So Dan, actually Dan, the tribe of Dan, well, nowadays, is, is the meeting point between Israel, Syria, and Lebanon. The three, they meet in one place. And that is where Dan, in the old days, actually settled with his tribe. And later, actually, Jorbaum, that area, built a golden calf, you know, and uh, he let these people to pray and to worship the golden calf. And then God destroyed all the kingdom, the northern kingdom, if you remember. So being in Jerusalem, going to the Holy Land, believe it or not, you are going to see these temples. You are going to see these stones. I'm talking like 1250 B.C. I am talking 1000 B.C., uh, King David, I am talking 960 B.C., the temple that Solomon built. I am talking like maybe 701 when, uh, when, uh, uh, when the Assyrians came to conquer Jerusalem, okay, and Hezekiah decided to build a tunnel, you know, to bring the water from outside the city to inside the city. And all this, you can see it till today. You know how David conquered the city of Jerusalem, no? He conquered the city of Jerusalem by going through the aqueduct. Because it's, look how the Bible tells us beautiful stories. I mean, I love that. I love when, when the king of the Jebusite, and by the way, the Jebusite was not Jerusalem. It's in the border here. Jerusalem it should be somewhere here on the border between Judah, Judah and Benjamin. It wasn't with any tribe, and that's why David picked it to be his capital for the kingdom, because it was not belong to any tribe. So make sure when Joshua divided the tribe, divided the land, sorry, between the 12 tribes, not all the land, it was under the tribes. You have to know that. Many of the sites were under the Philistines or the Canaanites. And the Jews, they were like in a sandwich between the Philistines from one side and the Canaanites on the other side. So they have to fight and they have to push, you know, the Philistines from one side and the Canaanites from one side. Some of them, they succeeded to do that, like the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Benjamin, but not the tribe of Naphtali, not the tribe of Manasseh, not the tribe of Zebulun. These couldn't, Dan could push actually, you know, Lachish and the people of Lachish out, but not all the tribes. So when we hear in the Bible, chapter 15, 16, 17, dividing the land between the 12 tribes, that doesn't mean all Israel or all the land, it was under the tribes. No, no, there were a lot of places the tribes couldn't even reach, like the Philistines area here, um, like the uh, Moabites, like the Canaanite, like the Jebusite, like Hazer, you know, there's a, a little lake here where Hazer or Hazor, where Sisra, if you remember with Deborah, the prophetess, actually, he was the king of Hazor, Hazor. We have actually here the Golan Heights. Later, it was called Caesarea Philippi. This is where Jesus 
uh, us, uh, told Peter, you are the rock, and on my rock I will build my church. So see, everything is connected in a way. Every, all these puzzles that you see, one time it was one big kingdom. But when we talk about Jerusalem, actually, David was very smart not to... Uh, not to put himself in this situation like, oh, why you picked a city from Benjamin tribe? Why you picked a city from Ephraim? Why? No, he picked the Jebusite city. It wasn't with anyone. And then the king of the Jebusite came up to the wall. David was in the Kidron Valley down, you know, the city built on a high hill. Okay, always Jerusalem, all the time it was built on high hills. And that's remind me with one of the psalms. I was glad when they told me, let's walk up to the house of the Lord. Okay? So, and the king of the Jerusalem came and looked at David. and like, hey, who are you to conquer my town, to conquer my city? Even the blind and the lame, if they will be on my wall, they can stop you. So David, that night, he went through the aqueduct. And if you come to Jerusalem, you will be walking in these aqueducts till these days. And they came up to the city from the water canals and the aqueducts, and they could conquer the city. They defeated the men. And next day, Jerusalem started to be part of the tribes, part of the kingdom of Israel. And David said, these people are not going to enter my temple. The blind and the paralyzed and the lame. Very interesting. After all these years, John is telling us two miracles that Jesus did in Jerusalem. Only two. He did many, I am sure. But John, in purpose, he mentioned two. Do you know which two? The blind and the paralyzed. <laughs> After all these years, he's telling us that you sick Blind and paralyzed, Jesus wants to tell us, you are welcome to be in my temple, to be in my church. You see how things go? Like David stopped them, Jesus opened the door for them. And very interesting, when you go to the pool of Bethesda where Jesus healed. I'm, I'm talking in general, by the way. I'm not going to concentrate only in Joshua because this is beautiful. When you go, actually, and you uh, learn about these miracles, 38 years the paralyzed was waiting uh, someone to push him. We know that uh, the Israelites lost. We, we, we just talked that they lost 40 years. But in Deuteronomy chapter 2, there is one time that the Bible tells us that the Israelites lost for 38 years, and they were paralyzed. They couldn't continue. They were waiting someone to push them. They were waiting this push to keep going. And the paralyzed in the pool of Bethesda, that John is telling us that time the Israelites were freezed. They were tired. They were so, you know, uh, uh, almost giving up. And they just wanted someone to push them. And there Jesus told the sick man, do you want to be made well? To be made well is, can be talked to, to, to the whole region, to the whole people. And, of course, he starts to complain because this is we. We always complain before we answer the questions. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, no one can push me in the water. I always. It was a simple question. Do you want to get well or not? You don't have to pay me. You don't have to do anything. You just say yes. And the moment he said yes, actually, he started to feel there is a power inside his body and he could walk. 
Very interesting story. We'll talk about it when you go there. <laughs> so <laughs> you have no idea how beautiful it is to walk where this sick man, where the blind man actually walked when Jesus told him, go to the pool of Salom. So here we go back again, back again to the tribes. They had a lot of problems. We know that Joshua destroy, uh, divided the tribes, between, but they had problems. And Jesus picked 12 disciples, which represent the 12 tribes. Of course, why 12? Because 12 tribes. To, to, to put like Israel as one, one people. He wanted actually to teach them something new, something beautiful. The Beatitudes, for example, on Mount of Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. We call it the Beatitudes. Look how beautiful are they. I don't want to compare God of Joshua that if you read the Bible, you will see like a lot of battles. God is there, I know, but very strong battles, blood and killing and attacking and running and coming and so forth. But the New Testament is all love. Love your neighbor. Love your enemies. Love yourself like your neighbor. Love your God. It's, look how many times. I mean, the word love is used. Is, it was written in the Bible. Amazing how the, 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 the tribes, when they entered the promised land, they picked actually a place called Shiloh. Shiloh was the capital of the tribe before Jerusalem. There was no temple. Remember, the first temple was built by King Solomon. There was no temple when Joshua and the tribes entered Jerusalem. So they, they, they lived as, as groups. Okay, everyone in different areas, and they were always threatened by the enemies. But what happened is they picked Shiloh. Shiloh is in Ephraim. This is the tribe of Ephraim, and Shiloh is there. Shiloh is where they put the Ark of Covenant. And every year, all the tribes, it was the only place in all Israel where all the tribes from all over Israel, they will gather there. In Shiloh. So Dan will come down, Naphtali will come down, Reuben will come this way, everybody will come to Shiloh, and there they will celebrate, you know, the Passover and some of the, you know, holidays till the Philistines came when they started to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. Remember, God told them, anytime you do evil in the eye, in, in, in my eyes, I will send you an enemy. So he sent them the Assyrian, he sent them the Babylonians, he, they destroyed all Jerusalem with the temple. So he, he sent them the Philistines, but at that time the Philistines were getting stronger, and then they could actually destroy Shiloh and took the Ark of Covenant. And if you go to Israel, and we are planning to go in two years, by the way, in 2023, so more or less like February, it can be February 2023, beautiful time, beautiful weather. And you will be there in Shiloh. And Shiloh is not far from Nablus, from Shechem, where Jesus talked to the Samaritan lady and asked for water. You see, everything is so close, okay? And when you go to Shiloh, you will see the area where the Ark of Covenant used to be there. And all the Israelites will come and they will get united there. Well, one time they had like a story with the Benjaminites. They, they, they were mad of them. They, they tried to take them out of, of the map and so on. But they fixed the problem so later. So they, they were like fighting between each other. And because of that, God sent them, actually the Philistines. And they took the Ark of Covenant from them. But that time, who was born there in Ramah? Prophet Samuel. His mother was Hannah. 
And Hannah used to come to Shiloh to pray for a baby. So now, this, till, till these days, the, um, uh, the Jewish women, those who cannot have babies, they will go to Shiloh and they will read and remember the words of Hannah. Beautiful words. I don't know if you know these words. If you go to the Bible, so beautiful. She said, God, if you give me a son, I will keep him for a few years. Then I will dedicate your son to the temple. And that was Prophet Samuel, who tried to gather all the tribes again. After the destruction of Shiloh, Prophet Samuel, they went, they, he was going from one tribe to another, from one tribe to another. And he was the one who anointed the first king of Israel, Saul. And the second, David. And Saul died where? Saul died in Beit Sha'an. Here we go. When I said, like, when Joshua divided the land, not all the land, it was under the tribes. Beit Sha'an was a Palestinian of Philistines. I will not say Palestinian because sometimes these people have nothing to do with the Philistines. Philistia. Philistia means the people of the sea. Okay, that is Philistia means. That is the name. And they came from, from the west, from the Crete. Just give you little hints for the Philistians. They came actually running away from something. Probably it was a big volcano that hits the area there. So they run and they settled here. And they had five main cities. Gath, Ikron, Ashdod, Ashkelon, and Gaza. And believe it or not, till today we still have these five Maybe one of them, it is well known to you, Gaza, <laughs> because you are always hearing Gaza, Gaza. So Gaza was a Philistine uh, city, Gath, Ikron, Ashkelon, and Ashdod. Ashdod is a big port today, the port of Israel, south of Tel Aviv, here. This is south of Tel Aviv. So the Philistines, they came from here, and Joshua was coming from here. Almost the same time, these people, actually one was coming from the west, and one was coming from the east, and they gathered where? in the Holy Land, and they started to fight each other. And that's remind us with what? With David and Goliath. And we will go there if you come to the Holy Land. I will take you to that Valley of Elah where David picked a stone. And believe me, we still have a lot of stones there. <laughs> you can pick a stone and take it home. <laughs> and that is where David came down to fight Goliath. You know, in the, in the zero, we call it the zero border, the zero point. Adom, Adom, Ephes Adomim, Ephes Adomim. Actually, the Philistines were here. David came from Hebron. Here is Hebron. You see there is a site came, Kiryat Arba, Hebron. This is where the tomb of all the patriarchs, Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac with their wives, you know, Rebecca, Leah, and Sarah. All of them, they are buried, and we still have their tombs. Yes, we still have their tombs. We have the tomb of Joseph, one of the... Uh, Twelve uh, brothers, they left him, if you remember, in Dothan when they were here, just before they went to Egypt. And, he, and a caravan took him, Egyptian caravan, very interesting, because that was the way, that was the way actually to, uh, to Egypt and to Damascus. So the tribes, when they divided the land between themselves, they saw many people going and coming through their land. Okay, so many people. And one more thing before we finish is Jesus, where he started his ministry? In the Sea of Galilee. Land, Matthew 4. Land of Naphtali. Land of Zebulun. The way to the sea. People live in darkness. A great light has shone. And then 
The Bible tells us Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at near, is at hand. So here is Naphtali, and here down there is Zebulon. You see Zebulon and Naphtali. Well, this is not a perfect map because the Sea of Galilee should be like between Zebulon and Naphtali on the border. And that border, that city was not exist, but very interesting that the town that Jesus picked to start his Ministry was Capernaum, and Capernaum means the city of border. You see, like again, we are back again exactly like in the old days. The city of border, Kfar, Kfar Nahom, Kfar Tahum means the city of border. Guys, I mean, I can go and keep going and keep going, and it's been two years I didn't actually preach. <laughs> I feel like, wow, I was home like almost for two years, you know, like after the COVID, uh, Israel blocked its airport, and they kept us home. It's a long story. <laughs> we couldn't go out, not like you. We couldn't go out of, of our homes, though. So they pushed us to stay there. The police will come and look, you know, where is everyone? Is uh, like, are they home? They are, what the reason why you are out? They will stop you, ask you what, what you are doing on the street. So, so it wasn't easy at that time. So for two years, we couldn't see any pilgrims, any tourists. So that's why. After, I mean, I always say when you go to Spain, you go to Puerto Rico, you go to any places, you are tourists. But when you go to the Holy Land, you are not tourists. You are pilgrimage. And this is big difference. You are there for a reason. You are there to follow the steps of Joshua, of Peter, of Jesus, of the early Christians. You have no idea. I grew up... Just a few blocks from the garden tomb, the empty, the empty tomb, the Via Dolorosa, the way of the cross. I used to walk every day next to the big church of the Holy Sepulcher where the Golgotha, you know, where Jesus was crucified there. You know, to my school, it was a French school. I speak five languages, by the way. Well, we from the Holy Land, we speak in tongues of fire. <laughs> and we appear suddenly without any appointments. <laughs> So I might knock your door, okay, this is <laughs> like I did, like with God. So it's beautiful there. No matter what I tell you, it's beautiful. So every Christian should be there. The Holy Land, we call it the fifth gospel. We have John, Mark, Luke, and Matthew. When you go there, you will read the Bible in colors. So beautiful. You know, so you, you, you will... Put these Old Testament lamb that used to come from Bethlehem. Since we are at Christmas time, you have to know that the only lamb used to go to the temple to be sacrificed at the time of David or King Solomon. And later at the time of Herod when he built the second temple was coming from Bethlehem. In Genesis, there is 35 talks about tower, the, the, the tower of lamb, the sheep, the sheep tower. Uh, Migdal... Uh, uh, there is in Hebrew, it's called Migdal of the sheep, like the tower of the sheep. And they used to pick only the lamb from there, from Bethlehem. And guess where Jesus was born? There in Bethlehem. And John, who saw him coming to the Jordan River, he said, this is the lamb of God. And John, his father was a priest. He used to go to the temple and he used to see all the lamps. He realized this is not the one we are waiting. The one is coming. And he was telling people in the desert, 
you know, and we'll go to the desert. You will be there. You will be where John used to teach and preach as well before Jesus. He was preparing the way to Jesus. And everything, even his birth, we are coming to Christmas. The way they wrapped him in a cloth, everything is exactly how they used to do with the lamb. Because this lamb that they wanted to take it to uh, slaughter, it, to sacrifice, it should be healthy. The little lamb, when they start to walk, sometimes they break their legs. So they used to wrap them in clouding cloth, in rattling cloth, so they can be two for three or days. You know, that's like without any move. So they at least still, they will drink a lot of milk and then their bones will be strong. Okay, so not even one bone should be broken from the lamp. Jesus on the cross, they came to break his bones. They said the prophecy, not even one bone should be broken. You see, everything is perfect. The birth, the death, the resurrection, everything is perfect. So guys, I'm going to finish my... Little sermon, okay, <laughs> about uh, the division of the land. I hope that we don't need to divide people anymore. We always say, let's live together without borders. Let's love each other as neighbors. Does it matter your color? Does it matter your nationality? Does it matter what is your background? God taught us to, live, uh, to love, I mean, each other as we love him. And this is what Peter in book of Acts chapter 10, when he went to Cornelius, Cornelius said, you are a Jew and a Gentile. No, 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 you don't enter my house. We, can, we cannot shake hands. And Peter told him, move. God has shown me to treat all people clean and pure. This is the message. So guys, before I finish, just you couldn't go to the Holy Land for the last two years. I brought little of Bethlehem with me outside. <laughs> so if you would like to do Christmas gifts, it will be beautiful to pick something for someone, angels or something, and tell him this is from Bethlehem. It will be meaningful. So I'm going to finish with a little video that summarizes all the Holy Land, beautiful Holy Land. How many of you were there in the Holy Land? Oh, you, need, you need to work on that church. Okay. <laughs> we, guys, we need to take you there. We need to take you to, to the Holy Land and to Petra. If you are there, you will be close to Jordan. It's beautiful. Believe me, it's your life. I mean, one of the best trips in your life. It's a, changing, it's a changing things in your life. It will be the Holy Land. So let's see, uh, like an idea, what is the Holy Land is. Just four minutes. The song you are going to hear is a Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the mountains from where my help comes. It's in Aramaic, the song.
Well, thank you so much. That was just an idea about the Holy Land. Beautiful. I, no matter how my, I, I will explain it, it's not the same when you go there. So don't think twice. Just those who are interested, they can just put their names. You know, do you have like a list outside or something? He will, he, Scott will tell you more. <laughs> yeah, I love to see you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. And God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Sam, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Let me make sure. Um, I'd love for you to just pray a blessing over us. And I'd love to have it in Aramaic. You know, like pray it in, in the Lord's language, if you would. Well, I can do the uh, uh, Our Father okay. in Aramaic, but we will pray in my language. So. That would be great. Okay. I, will, I will pray for you, the Our Father, that we still... Uh, Know it in Aramaic. Abuna di Beshmecho, Yatakada Shmocha, Yachon Malachutako, Yahtim Hilmano, Athena Hobsana Kafafa Yomina, Ochferlana Hilmani Yom, Kamanahan Ochferlemon Achta Elena, Ulatot Hina Fitta Jareb, Nakinajan Amin Sherir. Amen.